Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. The best podcast that you can the, listen the, to. The best. The best. I was talking into my glass. Simply the <laughs> That's best. Weird. Who's better than all the rest? Who? Better than all the rest. Whoever was simply the best. This is Jerry with the Board Game Snobs. The Board Game Snobs podcast. With me is the host, Gobby. Hello. And our friend, Enrique. Hey, guys. And this podcast is about board games, but not necessarily about board games. We talk about board games, but also we talk about up-and-coming things that might be going on in the world around us. What are the things that are going on in the world around us, Gabby? Well, I can tell you. Tell me. Speaking of the world, Michael Jordan makes more money from Nike annually than all of the Nike factory workers in Malaysia combined. That sounds about right. How does that make you feel? How does that make me feel? Yeah. I, as somebody who's never bought Jordans or owned Jordans, I'm probably you're guilt free. I'm guilt free. I do own a Chicago Bulls 1994 championship T-shirt that my wife continually tries to throw away, <laughs> but I will not. <laughs> is it is it original? Yes, from 1994. Yes. Oh, geez, that's a lot. Wow. It has holes in it. It's nice and it's mine and it's made of. Well, this, of course, it's got holes in it. It's made of like some sort of. Or else, how would your arms get through? It's made of like <laughs> zoinka, zoinka. Made some sort of material that's like very soft. It's like the cotton. Yes, that's it. <laughs> next next banter point, please. You bet. Follow us on Board Game Snobs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or email us at boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. Human fingers are so sensitive. They are. That if your fingers were the size of Earth. <laughs> Earth. Can you imagine? That's one big thing. How would I pick my nose? <laughs> With Australia. You could. Because <laughs> your hand would be. Like yeah, uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of listeners in Queensland. I'm sorry. <laughs> you could feel the difference between a house and a car. Okay. Well, yeah, because you can tell you know, that doesn't. Where do you I get really, these facts? I, I, didn't, I didn't really. I didn't really <laughs> get that. That one doesn't make really, a lot of difference. I don't understand that fact. <laughs> I mean, a house and a car are the bigger difference in size. They are Guys. a big difference in size. Well, obviously, what depends on what size house you're talking about? Like a double wide. <laughs> Like a double unless you're unless you're living in your car, then that could like yes. What if your car was what if your car was your domicile? Half of this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm listening. Let me drink some of my Topa Chico. Half of all humans who have ever lived have died from malaria. (gasps) I was about to say that. Oh no! I didn't. I just—that's the first thing that came in my mind. Malaria. I was about to say malaria. Were you really? <laughs> yes. I would have never. I would have said scarlet fever, <laughs> the <laughs> plague. No, no, not the plague. The flu, the scarlet, the common cold, <laughs> sore throat, See, Ebola. That's, that's why. Pe- no, no. Hellstones. That's why. Pe- <laughs> Are you just naming stuff? <laughs> Tornadoes. Uh, the piles. That's why people with sickle. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go biblical. Yeah, go more pile. Uh. That's why the people Sorge? with sickle cell anemia tend to be resistance against certain types of malaria. So they think that that might have something to do with why people with sickle cell anemia tend to do better in living in places of Africa where they have that type of malaria. Like oh. they've developed that through people dying off and those that I mean, are yeah, resistant. It's not really like a- I'm very, I'm 
very. But there's like four different types of malaria, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Go on. I'm listening. Well, and so are our listeners. And we love you all for <laughs> having to put up with this banter section that I am contractually obligated to take part in. While working on oh, Pac-Man, child. video game designer... Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Toru? Oh, you mean... Awantani? Uh, the... Have maybe, maybe it's the... No. Don't act like Was allegedly know. inspired by the shape of a pizza with one slice removed. Nice. Huh. What so? What happened with oh, Mrs. Pac Man? Oh, they got divorced. Mm. Who got the kids? It's sad. Uh, I used to watch the Pac Man cartoon on USA. I used you to watch a Pac Man cartoon. I used to watch the Mario Bros. Um, cartoon. I think I I've watched know. a three D version of of a Pac Man cartoon. You kind of look like Sonic now that you're mentioning it. <laughs> oh, thank. Oh, with my yeah, fluffed out hair, man. Yeah, do like, you know that Enrique uses a hair dryer? I'm like really jealous of your he hair. He uses a hair dryer. Not the hair on your lip. Not just on, your on your his hair, but all over his entire body. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Say again. He uses a hair dryer. He being Enrique. Enrique yes. uses a hair dryer to dry himself off after a shower. Is that yes. because your body's covered in hair, therefore yes. the hair dryer? Yes. I, I'm glad someone actually he, knows this. He thing. has burnt out multiple hair dryers. It's only been three. What okay? about a towel? Do you use a towel? No. Yes. So you towel <laughs> You towel off. You and then towel off. You finish yes. off with a hair dryer. Yes. <laughs> then a warm touch. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hair dryer do you use? Oh, and I love the warm air on my <laughs> cold, wet body. <laughs> that sounds like the beginning of a novel. <laughs> As I stood in the Hotel Six, <laughs> utilizing their cheap hotel blow six. <laughs> I realized to myself, I don't know where I'm going with this. What a one. What the a average hummingbird's heart rate is more than 1,200 beats per minute. A what? A hummingbird's heart rate. Yes. Have you ever seen a hummingbird egg? My little hummingbird. Mm. Have I ever seen a hummingbird eight? Egg. Egg? egg. It's not A-I-G. It's egg. 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 Why, so, do you, why do you talk like that? I have a speech impediment. No, 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 no. No, that's like, there's a guy I know. He's from like the Dakotas. And he says like, bag. Bag. Let me no. grab my bag and we'll go. <laughs> huh. like, what? <laughs> well, it's not a long why egg. Are you, why are you it's vo- a short Why egg? are you vocabulary <laughs> shaming <I'm> me? <laughs> well, on the why last you podcast, you did. You fat shame me. I can vocabulary I shame you. I have never fat shamed you. You fat shamed me. You fat shamed No, you definitely fat shamed me. And you listen. I have never once said anything No, no you definitely do. Yes, thank you. You don't know. You, you don't. You do it directly, I indirectly. I shaming. You do it in references. I'm shame shaming right now. <laughs> You do so, it a lot. Wait a shame minute. Squared. Are you saying that we should just stop shaming people altogether? No, because I then don't know. that wouldn't be fun. That's a topic <laughs> of discussion. I don't want to. I don't want to shame anybody. I like the movie Shane. Shane. He dies in the end, don't you think? Yes. No, no, he rides off into the sunset. I think he dies. I think he slumped over in his chair, in his horse. In oh, his he saddle. was shot, wasn't he? Was he was shot. Oh, that's kind of sad. Uh, and keeping with that, I want to look at uh, some. Uh, Is that how the Mandalorian's going to end? Yeah. Mando. I want cat. I at least want Cad Bane to like give it, come in an appearance in the Mando. Chris Peterson. <laughs> who? Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Wait, what? There's a lot of people who are speculating that uh, the. What was it? The. Now, four- are you, wait, wait. Are you going to give any spoilers? No. 
Yeah, we don't do spoilers no, this here. This is only speculation. We don't okay. do spoilers nor shame. What is it? Speculation about something that's occurred in the show? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, uh, then that we can't. We can't. He thinks that Cad Bane is going to show up in the show. A lot of people are suspecting that Cad. Oh well, you can say that in the fourth episode. Uh, at the All ending, right. Shh, 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 shh. We can't talk about the fourth. Episode. There's people that right. listen in Europe. We're big in Europe. We're huge. Yeah, you're we're right. huge right. in Europe. <laughs> Thank you. You stopped me both, and okay. I didn't realize we're also it big first. in Australia. We've had a lot of good fans that have been emailing us from Australia. I don't know what Australia what is, is the, the, they're all about us. I don't us. know what it is. Chris Peterson sent us an email. They're our brothers. Hey, he says, I have acquired Gold West and Australia because of <laughs> well, because you me. like them. And stare at me sternly. He asks, have you tried a Vindication? Well, I will say this. I've not played Vindication the game, but I've done Vindication in real life. I've been Vindicated. I have been Vindicated in normal times. Uh, there's a legit game that y'all might like. Now, I've heard a lot about There's it. a legit game you might like. Vindication. He then goes on to say, there what? might be something wrong with me. There since might I, be something wrong with me. Since I have started to, to listen to board game snobs. Since I have started to listen to board game snobs. Before any other podcast. Wait, now I'm kind of merging into yeah. <laughs> Jason Statham. Yeah, Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> Megalodon. Hey. Shark. Joel. Joel sent us an email. Oh. Joel says, hey. He's from Deep Strouth, Australia. Australia. Wait, what did you say? He says he's pronounced. No, he said Deep Strouth, Australia. He did. He's, he's, he's spelled that way. Okay. That's right. Another Aussie on board, listening back through the catalog and list and enjoying. Yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. Why is it? Cool, grab you. I think what? that I think that we. I love the Australian accent. I do too. I think it's because this is from- one of the few I can <laughs> terribly do. I think because it, it reminds us of ours. It is uh it's like the southern accent of England. It is. Texan Australia. The, deep south, of the deep south of England. Uh we do love our listeners. We couldn't well, I was about to say we couldn't do it without you, but since we We're just we wouldn't do it without anybody. We started without we you. Start, we don't need <laughs> you. <laughs> but no, if you want to send us an email, please do boardgamesnobs at gmail.com. We'll do appreciate Oh, and that reminds me some mm. quick housekeeping. You remind me. Thank you, Matt. Uh, huh? Thank you, Nickelback. Oh, thank you. Uh, towards the end of the year, we need everybody to send me, just send me an email, just attention jury, uh, of your favorite game of 2019. Why is it just you? Because you're not going to read it. You and don't, I'm you not don't. I read stuff before you do half the time. Half the time, but the other half the time, it works okay, every so time. Okay, so 50-50. So attention, Gobby or Jerry, which is literally boardgamesnobs <laughs> at gmail.com. What's your favorite game of 2019 is? Because we're going to have our Snobbies Award become out on the first oh, of the year. Okay, I need details on how that's going to work. Mm. Go because are we going, are me and you going to choose? No. Are we no. going to have a weighted vote towards the, what the audience says? We're going to do like a sort of a weird people's choice <laughs> people's slash choice what slash Jerry thinks. What if they Gabby. all think like the best game of the year is cartographers. Well, then we'll have to se- segregate it out and be like, the people who are wrong like this game, but us who are, you know, that. Okay, so basically a Dice Tower Top 10. Because <laughs> they have theirs, and then they have the uh, people's choice. Who's the Dice Tower? <laughs> I don't know those people. That's uh, minus Sam. I know that. Who? Plus Mike. Who? Shout out to Mike. Okay. Delizio. Hey, that means there's a spot open on Sporadically Board. Okay. Peace out. I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, Dan, give me a call. <laughs> Dan would never have someone like you on his show. He has respect for himself. (laughs) Besides, what would me and Enrique do? 
Well, I would do nothing. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about one of the best games I've played in a wait, long time. Wait, wait, wait. I have an idea for time. a TV show that has been on my mind, and I need to get it out there. All right, you have 10 seconds. Go. Sell it to me. You've seen the show The Mentalist. Uh, one episode. Go. Uh, and what does he do on that show? He thinks deeply. He looks at people, mm-hmm. assesses the situation, and solves crimes just by, like, Sherlock Holmes-style almost. Yeah. Almost. Powers of deduction. Deduction. I got a show for a porta potty worker. Huh? A porta potty worker. Okay. You know what that is, right? Yes, I do. Like a porta john You know what that is, Enrique? I do. Obviously. I've utilized those. Okay. A latrine. <laughs> okay. Outside bathroom. Mm-hmm. Let's say he looks in the toilet, deciphers things that have been left behind. It's called the excrementalist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The pride I see on your face right now. Uh, I'm going to say it's okay. It's okay. He's the excrementalist. (laughs) So like. You can't even talk about this right now. You know you can't. You realize that, that okay. <laughs> well, I wrote that up. That was a joke. That's going in my. That's going to go in my stand up hour. Oh, <laughs> You're special. My special. Look here, John. <laughs> I can tell wait, 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 that this person it? eats a lot of fiber. Wait, is it the number two uh, special? Oh no. Okay, thank you. Is there anything else you want to get out before? Anything else you've been holding back? I want to hold back my other gems for later. Okay. Okay. City of the Big Shoulders, which tagline is Stormy, Husky, and Brawling, which is basically you. Who? Me? City of the Big Shoulders, designed by, is that Mr. Chandler, I believe, the third? What was the the name of the first name on there? I can't remember. That's a big, yes, heavy box. Raymond Chandler the third. The Big Shoulders comes in a big, heavy box. I got to meet Raymond Chandler the third at BGG. Really? Where, yes, where he set up his game, I believe, his company, which is called Parallel Games. Um, I'm, He's peddling City of the Big Shoulders. And he was there demonstrating it. And I got to show up and say, number one, thank you for sending me this game because I couldn't find it anywhere else. And two, how much I enjoyed it and got to speak to him a little bit about just the design process in his company. And I asked him a very straightforward question that I probably shouldn't just go around asking. But I said, do you is your game a success? I said, do you That's feel weird. like your game is a, a success? And he Define looked, success. And he says, yes. And I didn't ask exactly that. Define success. He says, well, I did a print run of this many games. It sold out. And I did another print run, which is about to sell out. And he says, so in my book, if I sell out this many games, it's a success. I have sold out almost double that. So, yes, it's a success. And I thought, wow. very nice. It pleased me. Good for you, Chandler. It pleased me to be able to talk to a publisher who obviously loves his game so much that he put so much effort into the design, but also the artwork and everything about it, and be able to sit and talk to him about the strategy of the game. I had had several questions about the various strategies found in City of the Big Shoulders, which is a, for our listeners, a heavy economic, kind of based off of a 18xx game where you're starting companies 
Each player begins with one company, but you can start multiple companies throughout the game. You can invest in other players' companies. You can sell out of companies. You can do hostile takeovers. And then uh, interspersed amongst all that, there's a worker placement aspect and a resource management type uh, game going on. A little bit of engine building even. And so it's a very in-depth, very heavy game. And it was one that when I first read the rule book on it, I was a little bit iffy on whether or not I would like it or not. It, I, I thought maybe it was almost too, what's the word? Not quaint. It was. It was. It was almost. Almost a little bit dry? over. Not dry. It was almost over my head. Like it was oh. obviously an eighteen xx. Convoluted. No, not convoluted. It's like an eighteen xx style game, and I'm not quite there yet. Like I enjoy right. investing in complicated. Ga- complicated. I'll just say complicated. I enjoy investing. As Avril Levine said, I enjoy investing in games, but I didn't know if I would like a game that's obviously this heavy. I gotta say. That I'm not going to say what I'm about to say. I want to ask Copy his opinion. Go ahead. Tell me your opinion. My opinion of the game? Yes. Um, well, it took... How much? How long do you think it took to teach me and you when me and you played? An hour? Uh, Half an, no, not an hour. Half an hour. No, I did with City of the Big Shoulders like I do with most games. I get on YouTube to see if there's a video where I can watch somebody play it. Yeah, but... There is a, there is a, a decent little run-through, but not something but straightforward. when me and you were watching... Uh, like you taught me, I'd say it took, I don't know, 30 minutes if I really think about how long the time took. Because it was just me and you. We started playing. I f- and I had to have you like keep reminding me of stuff, especially when it comes to the dividends. Uh, uh, let that me- just racks my brain. So this game does its best to simulate the f- fluctuation of stock prices in a business. So. To give you a flavor of how this game plays out, you can start a company, and all the companies are various real-life companies that were in the city of the big shoulders of Chicago at the time. And Why is Chicago like a big... Why, why is the stock market taking place there? I, because there's a lot of companies started in Chicago. Centrally right. located, a lot of access to the okay. east and west. Okay. Uh, either way, when you start a company, you invest in it, you have shares in it, and then when the company produces... Do I believe in love? Share. I know. <laughs> produces its shares. I, I, I get that. I'm All right, look. You're trying to dig yourself out of the hole of the excrementalist with using share <laughs> no, jokes. No, don't say the hole of the excrementalist. <laughs> look, look, look. I am just... I'm done talking with you. You have... You have... You have just... No. No. This is a highbrow oh, no. podcast. Since when? Since ever. <laughs> so in the city of the big shoulders, you're investing. I in- love this game. Wow. Just go ahead and spoil it. <laughs> okay. I do. You you're love talking it? about it. I love it. It is hard. It is complicated. It is not easy. It is not smooth. I have to keep referring to how the timeline goes of the action phases. I love this game. Wow. And I. I'm not an economic guy. You just told me a minute ago not to use the term love to describe things because it's such a strong word. No, I said don't use it loosely. Okay, so let me ask you this, Mr. Excrementalist. Okay. In terms of games, when you say love, is this game a potential top 10 for you? Yes. Holy cow. Enrique, is this game a potential? You've only played it once, Enrique. Is it a potential top 10 for you? I would have to play it again because I did do very poorly. You did? 
first run. But you bought into a company, which I then sold out of and stuck you, you with a very poorly. But you didn't do poorly. Were, this is we, me and Jared kind of knew you probably didn't. I don't know that you were fully aware that what Jerry was going to do to you. Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is. Which is part of the joy of this game. Which is part. The advanced variant of this game allows you to do hostile takeovers on other people's company. And then that you, is amazing. And which you take the, their little player board with their company and then you slide it over to your side <laughs> and you get to control their company. That another thing that it allows you to do that if you have a company that other players have bought into to a certain point, you can then completely sell out of it and stick them with a different funk Enron type company. So Jerry had his company up to like 80. Like $80 with, a share. but And he had a majority, but Enrique had bought in at 30. And 30 is like the bottom end limit it, of what you can buy, uh, 30% to have control yes. of. Yeah. So Jerry sells all his shares, bottoms out the market on this company, and then Enrique has control. And it was a brilliant move. It sucked for Enrique. Yes. But I love that. That the, is just really Jerry's, Jerry's the, joy. He got the, out of that. The warm, fuzzy feeling I had <laughs> of watching the stock in this company for which I babied and then watched Enrique buy into it. And then I sold it. I gutted it. I took the money out of it and I left him with it. And at the end of the game, Enrique's running three defunct yes. trash companies yes. that we have pawned off. Meanwhile, Cracker Jack is. Meanwhile, the Cracker Jack company, the caramel we popcorn. Off very slow. Very slow. Is popping. It was yeah, great. We were uh, popping. Oh, uh, uh, what was the prize in those Cracker Jack boxes? Uh, about hundred and forty dollars a share. That's what that was. Yeah, I built that company up from the ground. Oh, uh, Enrique, top ten or not? Yes, it could be a top ten. Yes. I will say this: I'm very impressed with this design. It's obvious that Mr. Chandler enjoys economic games and that he had in his mind what he wanted and he sat and he took little bitty the the board itself is like little mini games that you're playing so for instance the first stage of the game is where you can just start a company you get a one of the various player boards that are out there of these various companies you set it up and you decide how much money you're going to invest in it and you take your money which is your victory points your personal money is the victory points it's it's that's you have to know the difference between your money and the company's, and the company's money, money yes. that you are running and, and it's very mathy so that's difficult that's what i'm saying it's not an it's not a fluid game it's not what would you call that it's not eloquent in 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 terms of what is it's not, common to term? everyday what's people what's the term we use where everything makes sense turn to turn turn to turn not fluid no we use it all smooth. the time Eloquent, I mean, smooth, but no, that's not it. A cohesive. The city of big shoulders is okay. a go ahead is a game of long term planning, engine building, and worker placement. So at the first round, you're starting these businesses, but you're also seeing what other players are doing, and you're investing in those businesses. Then you go into a next phase, which is where you build buildings out onto the player board. These buildings are not connected to your business. These are just buildings that allow you spots to put workers to gain various actions. And so that's a, like a little worker placement thing takes place all of a sudden. And this little engine building. And then you have some spots that are worker placement in the way that I go there, you can't go there. There are some, spot, some spots with the infinity symbol where whoever wants to go there can go there. Right. And so as it, as it continues on, it... it, it 
as the game continues on, it's like your company starts off just fledgling. It's just falling apart. You you, you need workers. You need resources. You managers, need managers. Salesmen. You need all these things, and you can't get them. But by like the third or fourth years, and there's only like five years in the game, I believe. Five years. You're 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 trucking along, and I found it interesting that you could open multiple companies. Enrique was running three companies, albeit defunct. Mm-hmm. I ran two for a while, and both of like them Sears and Montgomery Ward were like butter. <laughs> Kmart, yeah. everybody. Yeah, Kmart and Sears. Kmart's still around. Barely. Montgomery Ward's is barely. What's your favorite defunct? Uh, uh, Safeway. I don't even know that they're defunct, but if they're around, they're not as much as they used to be. And I love Safeway because when I was a child, we would go there with me and my mom. And they would have Archie and Jughead comics. Mm. And I would read comics from the rack while she would shop. My mom used to always go to Montgomery Wards. I don't know if anybody knows about Montgomery Wards. Yeah, I know about Montgomery. There was one in Idabel, Oklahoma. Yeah, Montgomery Wards, there was one in Ardmore, Oklahoma. <laughs> they had an oil chain. I think it is a south it is a southern, southern store. Here's why. When you walk, my mom would go there to take my her. Womp? My mom would go she there. Womp, mom, right? Did you shoot her from 50 yards away? No. She would go and take her Delta 88 Oldsmobile (laughs) to go get the oil change. We are so old. And when you'd walk into the oil change place, as soon as you walked out of it, was all the furniture that they'd sell. So I would go get a book. Come here if you want. You need your oil change or you need furniture. Come on in to Montgomery Ward. And I would find a sectional, sit down and read while they changed my mom's oil. There you go. One time they forgot to put the oil back in the car. Mm, they I've took had, the oil out, <laughs> didn't put the oil in. She started it. Seems like a key element. You think so? And then from then on. Seems like we're forgetting some boys. From then on, they had my mom's name up on the wall. She got free oil changes for nice. life. Did it blow up y'all's car? No, no. She got free oil changes for oh, life. Okay, so I need to know. They didn't put oil back in. How did the car make it home? She didn't. She started it. Light came on. It made a noise. She shut it off. They rolled it back in. They put oil in it. And from then on, my mom got free oil changes from Montgomery Wards for life. Montgomery Wards' lifespan lasted three more years until (laughs) they went out of business. She was devastated. Uh, I remember. You're talking about my... This is... I remember... When I would go shopping with mom, we would go from Valley in Oklahoma. We'd go to Idabel, Oklahoma, because that's where the Walmart and Safeway and all the stuff of was. Course. There's nothing in Valley. There's nothing in Idabel. Well, there was a Walmart and Safeway back then <laughs> and a Piggly Wiggly <laughs> deep south. <laughs> so I remember <laughs> there were people uh, that were going, Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> uh, hey, watch uh, Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Did you get banned from Piggly Wiggly? Was that the store <laughs> or the entire franchise? <laughs> Uh, I would, what's the, this response, this, my whole thought process is going back to the earliest book I remember reading because I would read this book on the way to Idabel with my mama and it was Clive Cussler books. Wow. I was probably, uh, 12 years old and I remember reading all the Clive Cussler books, Sahara. Mm-hmm. All the Dirk Pitt novels. What's the earliest? What's the earliest book you remember reading that was like a legit novel? The legit novel, not kids' books. Like not I'm not Nancy book. Drew, Hardy Boys. I read all that stuff. I'm talking about like a legit novel. A legit novel. I read. It was a Michael Crichton book. Or Crichton. Or Crichton. I'm sorry. It's Crichton. 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 Whatever. He's dead now. 
Um, R.I.P. Rip Torn. Was, uh, ooh, 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 ooh. What's, what's well, Jurassic Park? It, there was one before Jurassic Park, and I can't remember. What uh, it was. Great Train Robbery and Dramatist Train. It, it may have been one of those. Now I'm sure I, I sure I've read others before that. He did the Thirteenth Warrior, Eaters it, of the Dead. It may have been one of those. Eaters of the Dead was it, excellent. It may have been one of those because Congo Spear. No, I remember reading Spear. No, okay. I, read, I read Spear later in life. But I just remember reading a bunch of little books all of a sudden that like had caught my attention, and I know I read a Philip K. Dick book before, before uh, Michael Crichton, but I cannot remember what it was well, because like I read Blade Runner books. Like well, it wasn't it wasn't uh, do, like sheep do, dreams. Yeah, or do, and do androids dream of electric sheep, oh, okay. which is like spot on, right. like spot on. I love that. The earliest novel. big book I remember, I was I, I read nearly all of the Clive Cussler series, Dirk Pitt. I was all about Dirk Pitt. When they made that Matthew McConaughey movie, I was like, he is Dirk Pitt. They nailed it with the casting. Yeah. Not so much on Al Giordino because he was like a stocky, barrel-chested guy. Literally, every novel said, barrel-chested Al Giordino. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that is not Steve Zahn. No. But I love Steve Zahn because he's hilarious. Yeah. But But, he's not doing anything But Matthew McConaughey had the green eyes. The sun skin, you know, the sun tanned skin, sun kissed, sun kissed skin. I was like, man, they nailed it. But Sahara bombed big time. It but it made me sad because, like, oh, Dirk Pitt. He also he tried Titanic. Titanic was a novel, really, by Clive Cussler. Dirk Pitt brings up the Titanic from the bottom of the sea. They made a movie starring uh, Josh Brolin's daddy. Uh, uh, Whatever his name I is, I have no clue off the top of my head. And it like bombed big time, uh, and so it kind of did Sahara raising the Titanic. Yes yes, yes, yes. Oh no! <laughs> One should not try to raise old things well, up. That's what you would call an experimentalist. <laughs> you don't bring up old things. Yeah, so oh, no. that's good stuff. And I haven't read it, Clive Cussler. So finally, Dirk Pitts. He finally made it where Dirk Pitt has children, and now Little they're Pitts. like taking uh, Dirk Pitt Jr. and they've taken over, and he's literally like handed the stories off to his son, Clive Cussler Jr., whatever his name is. Oh, and I used to love because I loved adventure novels, and they were full of adventure. Love those books. Michael Crichton's books, read them all. Clive Cussler books, read them all. It's interesting that we're talking about defunct things and defunct businesses, and talking about. City of the City Big Shoulders, which are basically make a company, either make it good, wait till somebody to buy into it and stick them with it. I must say that I personally think City of the Big Shoulders was a, it was probably one of the best, I don't say probably, it is one of the best board games I've played in 2019. Uh, it is not for everybody. No. It good Lord, no. It is certainly a heavy economic game. If you're into games such as, like, of course, any of the 18xx games, those type games. If you're into heavier, like Michael Kriesling games, Kiesling, that's his, that's it, Kriesling. Kiesling. Kiesling. Heavy economic engine building you types. Guy, you about? Yeah, he's done some heavier stuff. I just feel like this game, for us... We're is, board game snobs, we're FYI. Snobs, and it's weird that we would find such a game that is a Kickstarter, that's kind of a newer designer 
that he would nail it right out the gate. He's made one other game. He's made one other game. I asked him, I said, like, is this your first design? He says, no, I made, I made um, one other game, and he named it, and I, like, had not heard of it. And I was yeah. like, well, I said, I don't know what that other game was. <laughs> it might have been good, it might have been but bad. But you nailed it. But this one, you did a fine job. The artwork, the presentation, everything about it. I will say, with the base game, I don't like the paper money. Just get you some oh, poker chips. Oh, good lord, the that's terrible. paper money is terrible. There's a little expansion that comes with it that is the actual card money. But just throw that paper money out and just use some poker chips. Something else, whatever else. Uh, I was surprised at how much I liked this game. I was surprised you liked it. You hate stockpile. No, I don't hate stockpile. You won't play stockpile. Nobody will play stockpile with me. I played mean? it with you last time, and I won. The last time I played, I won. That's because I let you. I like so to go out. I like to. I like to go out on the top. Wait, how many years was that? It's been ago? many, many years ago. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since we played stockpile. Hmm. I love stockpile. It's one of the lighter economic games that I truly think is well ahead of its time. The end game, not the end game, the last action section, the last, oh God, Lord, there's like five stages in a, a round of big shoulders. The last round is basically stockpile. So stockpile is just a super diluted, streamlined version of the end round of City of Big Shoulders. I appreciated that, but I liked everything else that Big Shoulders had, and it it, it, I'm surprised I like Big Show. I'm shocked that you like it. <laughs> I, I, when I and w- I do surprisingly well. I know I'm terrible. You won it. <laughs> I, when we first looked, when I first looked at the real book, I thought Gobby's not going to like this, and Ricky's not going to enjoy it. This is going to be one of those games that I'm going to really fall in love with, and nobody's going to play it with me. And I just remember the first time I played with Gobby, he was he, about halfway through. He's going, I, I really like this. I can't. I'm just, I'm really enjoying this. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I like running my little business. <laughs> and we quit that game like a round or two ahead of time. Yeah. But I was ahead. Yes. I was winning. Yes, I had to I leave. I it that way as well. Yes, you did. And then we played this game, three player. We played two player. We played three player. Me, Jerry, and Enrique. I won that one as well. I think this- I, I could see it even as four player. It uh, expands think- enough. Where I don't think it would make a difference. It it it, it uh how do they call that? Fluctuates. It it what scales. It, scales well. It scales very well. And uh it's just a solid, solid game. I'm it shocked. Is, I'm is- shocked by how solid it is, and I enjoy the artwork. Um if you like 18xx, apparently, which we've never played, we mm-hmm. want to, but we've never played. Apparently, this kind of takes that and streamlines the whole stock portion of it well to a two to three hour game. And there you go, there you go. I, I think it's really good. I really like it. I'm shocked by it that it was just something. It was one that was on my radar for a while, and it. I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, you can go to the parallel uh, website to buy it because the, it's hard to find, or if you happen to be at a convention at some point in time the parallel people are there but yeah um it's awesome i am i am again amazed who's it published by parallel this is his own company mr chandler yeah it's his own he's just doing it himself he's doing himself uh a great game highly recommended if you're into deep uh, economic strategy games it's got a little bit of everything and it's just nice it's super nice do you know North Korea and Cuba are the only places you can't buy what? North Korea and Cuba are the only places you can't buy Pepsi. Coca-Cola! 
Oh, it's a How did you know it was a soda pop? Uh, because, um... I've been shocked by you and Enrique's performance. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a, there is a, um, there is a, like, tariffs on weird things. And like, well, Coca- I should have said Coca-Cola because Coca-Cola is so- number one. Coca-Cola is, yeah, I love Coke it's over Pepsi. Time. I don't drink Pepsi. I'm like, I don't. I, drink I don't. I, well, sure this Pepsi's the deal. dying a little bit. Well, Anytime you go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, we don't have Coke, we have Pepsi. Like, just no, walk out. No, walk out. <laughs> I, it, That's Pizza Hut. It, You're it, in Pizza Hut. <laughs> let me tell you what <laughs> makes me even angrier is when they're like, I need a Sprite. Like, you like Sierra Mist? <laughs> I literally made my Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. I did not realize until or like, Dr. Pepper, like I remember like being 14, 15 years old and traveling north. I'm gonna say north. Like this is the first time I went past Kansas. Kansas. I did not realize <laughs> that you northerners did not know what Dr. Pepper was. No, oh. no, oh, I have a story for that. Go. And so when I'm up north and I'm going, I'll have a Dr. Pepper, and they're like, what? what? You mean a Dr. Pip? <laughs> Mr. Pip. Like, Mr. Pip, yeah. It's like he no. doesn't have his degree. <laughs> I, I want a Dr. Pepper. And everyone was asking me later, was like, what's with Dr. Pepper? I was like, it's a like a barbecue water prune juice yeah. tasting. Yeah. It's like what we drink down here. I haven't drank a Dr. Pepper in probably 10 years. I've cut since I, I, I've stopped drinking all carbonated beverages. I use a little You're bit. You're drinking Tempo Chico, it's carbonated. I know, but I'm talking about like Cokes. Uh, like I use like, a little bit of Coke in my rum. Only but, whiskey. But now <laughs> only start, rum. Yeah, yeah. Like now that I've started, and I, okay. use, I use a little so, bit of Sprite when my tummy's sick. We went to- <laughs> Go ahead. Are you 12? <laughs> yeah, hey. Everybody gets a sour stomach every once in a while. You get a little bit of Sprite. Yeah, but they usually either say stomach and that's it. Not tummy. Gina, what's the restaurant we went to in New York City? This is professional. This is professional. Huh? (laughs) I hope he cuts this out. He's open. No, no, he's not. So we go to New York City in 2005. New York City? (laughs) Get a rope. Go ahead. We go to Sardi's. Ooh. As seen on Seinfeld. Ooh. Remember when they go to that restaurant yes. and all those caricatures on yes. the wall? Yes, yes. I'm like, I want to go to that restaurant. And they're like, that's called Sardi's. We go there. There's a waiter and he's real like highfalutin. He thinks <laughs> New York is everything. He asked me, what do I want to drink? I said, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> He proceeds to literally make fun of me. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, where do you think you will? I mean, he was like doing it sarcastic jokingly, but he had an attitude and he asked me, where did I think I was? This isn't the South. You're in Sardis. Wow. He said, I think he said we have Coke. I'm like, well, I don't want Coke. I want Dr. Pepper. And he looked down upon me for my request of Dr. Pepper. Mm. Why? Well, it's because that maybe Dr. Pepper is associated with people from the South. And maybe, Why are you looking down on me, though, bro? Because we're literally down. <laughs> we're literally <laughs> Southern from them. Maybe that's why. I will never forget that. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> never forget that guy. I couldn't get Dr. Pepper in New York City. I had to like, it's same thing. All right, we got Mr. Pibb. I don't mm. want Mr. Pip. That's nobody, a Coca-Cola product. Nobody wants Mr. Pip. No, it's like a Tanaka. more peppery Dr. Pepper. Tanaka. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. There's no the, you don't it. want too much pepper. Put a little pepper on it. Put a little pepper on it. Like, put a little what, pepper on it. What should we do this? Now just put more pepper and just call it Dr. Pip. And Dr. Enrique drinks warm Dr. Pepper. No, I drink cold. 
with no eyes. Warm and hot, Dr. Okay. Pepper. We'll drink it anyway. We'll drink it anyway. Anything that, as long as it's still drinkable and potable. delicious. Potable. Drinkable. No, <laughs> shut up. What if you can say, tell me, I can say drinkable. Would you okay. Leave me All right, that's going to do it for this episode. The City of the Big Shoulders. Look Bye. At, look at Parallel's uh, website and look for it. It's Parallelogram. Nice. You, you enjoy it. Look at Parallel Games. Thank you. Such as Stockpile. This is Jerry. This is Gabby. This is Enrique. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Stay classy.